What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to another episode of Thriving Through Menopause. I'm your host, Clarissa Christensen, and today we're going to be talking about a very favorite topic of mine, which is Pilates and yoga. And I have someone very special to join us today who is a real expert in this space. She's been spending at least 17 years of her life working with Pilates and yoga. She is Emma Jury. She is the founder of ePilates Online. And welcome to the show, Emma. Thank you so much, Krista. I'm really excited to be here and talking to you and your listeners. I really appreciate uh, coming on. Thank you. I love, I love the fact that we're going to talk about a topic that we haven't really explored, that I've been practicing for many years myself. So I'm excited to be talking. I'm to thrilled. You. <laughs> Let's begin, Emma, with maybe um, why. Pilates and yoga for midlife women? There are so many reasons to uh, incorporate Pilates and yoga into your movement uh, regimes. There are benefits to us physically, but also mentally. Uh, we, as you know, Clarissa, we definitely strengthen the body with both Pilates and yoga. Uh, we also uh, improve our flexibility. Uh, it's a great, uh, both of them are great uh, ways to strengthen in terms of the bones, you know, to prevent osteoporosis. Uh, we do a lot of weight bearing and using our own body weight, but we also uh, tend to focus a lot on breathing for bo- in both practices. So that has effects that help our both balancing our hormones but also balancing our mental state and keeps us feeling very positive and a sense of well-being so many many reasons yeah definitely and I think we're hearing a lot more about the importance of core strength aren't we absolutely and pilates especially focuses a lot on core strength both of them do the pilates and yoga do help with pelvic floor strengthening uh, core strengthening but even more so pilates we do have a focus on working from our center uh, really getting connected to what we call our well our core actually makes up uh, a lot of uh, our body that we, we don't even realize, a lot of us think core is just abdominals, but it actually is its shoulders, its back, its glutes, uh, its pelvic floor, it's all of this area. So we, we do get quite strong in what we call our trunk 
So the core strength is uh, really important as as we you know age and all, for all throughout life actually for injury prevention, uh, but also just to stay connected to our centre. Yes, definitely. And I think a lot of women, and I'd say myself, still have a pretty weak core. Would I be right there? Do you know, sometimes I even feel weak. So yes, I think we all sometimes can improve on that, to be honest. You know, I'm, it's constant. We, we actually have to be working uh, at keeping our body strong constantly. You know, the, the body has muscle memory. So, you know, if we stop for a little while, it's definitely going to get weaker. So, you know, it's, it's something that we, uh, if if we can keep up a little bit regularly, it's uh, it's de- definitely worthwhile and essential. Essential. And there are different forms of Pilates, aren't there? In case the listeners are not so familiar, there's there are different forms. Talk a little bit about those, Emma, and, and the benefits of, of the different aspects of Pilates. So the, the Pilates does have a few different ways that you can practice it. So uh, there is the mat Pilates, which a lot of people are aware of, you know, the exercises on the mat. There is also exercises on different machines called the reformer, the Cadillac, the chair and the barrel. So all variations of, uh, you know, a similar, I guess you're getting a similar effect in all of them. You're focusing on the core, but uh, some of them focus a little bit more on giving you uh, resistance from from strengthening, from springs that we use. So there are different pieces of equipment. You can also use props on the mat. So things to squeeze, the ball, the magic circle. I'm looking at you now. I know you've tried those. They're quite painful. (laughs) They can be painful. Uh, So, yes, a lot of the equipment can give very good effects very quickly. That's the beauty of Pilates, actually. It gets results quickly. That's very true. And, and certainly I, when I lived in Sydney, Pilates was huge, really enormous there. And yes, some of those <laughs> equipment, especially the rings, whoa. And then I did um, Pilates bar as well, which was like a, a really tough. Oh, bar is. Yes, I bar. taught bar for many years. I was the first to teach bar in Australia, actually, and bring bar to Australia in my studio. So, yes, bar is like a Pilates on, on uh, steroids, amplified. <laughs> Yeah, and anybody who thinks it's it's weaker than lifting weights, no, you come away at the end of the session thinking, oh my Lord, what just went down here? <laughs> Definitely. But you combine as well Pilates with Hatha Yoga. Um, what are the particular benefits of doing that, Emma? Yeah, I it took me a long time to get into yoga actually or to find the style that I liked and or to just kind of gravitate. I guess it's you know it's something that sometimes you have to be a bit ready for because it does bring in a lot of mindfulness even though there is a lot of practices of of yoga that focus very much on the physical it's quite strenuous but uh, there are some styles that are slower and tend to bring in a lot more mindfulness and breathing techniques so uh, you know I was very diehard Pilates for many many years and and dabbled in yoga for a long time but then finally came to something that and I was ready I think that really gravitated to me and it was a combination of uh 
both, uh, as you call it, Hatha yoga, which is, uh, it incorporates definitely the physical aspects, not too many crazy poses necessarily, but also the mindfulness. So I think incorporating this uh, with the Pilates is an amazing mix. We, I think, get different benefits from, from both modalities. The yoga can open us up in ways that uh, sometimes a little deeper uh, in certain positions than Pilates tends to get. Uh, also, the breathing and the mindfulness is slightly different too, depending on who you're practicing with. So the combination, I think, is is a real winner. Uh and, and you getting both different benefits from both. That sounds actually wonderful. And yeah, I love that because I've practiced both and still do quite a lot of Pilates moves and yoga. And they are, they are different, but they are amazing. Let me just ignore the dog and I'll <laughs> scrub her out. Um, <clears throat> one of the things that um, you talked and come back to several times is breath. I mean, breath is is very important in this whole aspect of being well and being strong. What in particular do you see as the benefits of breath? Yeah, so so breathing really does get us when we're paying attention to it. We're not holding the breath because a lot of us actually tend to hold our breath. We don't even realize it in everyday life. We, you know, getting stressed in, in our daily lives, whatever it may be. Uh, and, and we can unconsciously hold our breath. I even notice I do it when I'm typing on my phone, I've actually noticed I'm holding my breath. So, um, it's, sometimes unconscious so once we start to move and we are aware of our breath we are uh focused on our breath that practice on the mat with the breathing to help us uh get in touch with our body again reconnect to our body helps us in everyday life because if we stop breathing and hold our breath uh, under stressful situations this actually does uh what kind of can damp freeze our diaphragm diaphragm is the area that that moves up and down the big mushroom like muscle under our ribs and it's really essential for breathing and if you know that gets sort of tight uh if we're stressed it slows down and 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 uh affects our breathing so breathing is going to help us not only uh calm the mind because the two are connected so the mind and the breath as you know you teach mindfulness are very connected when we calm the breath we calm the mind um, but also this connection to our diaphragm when we're breathing uh, also uh, does connect to the pelvic floor and and we have um, which is something I'd like to talk to you a bit about today connections with our fascia and our pelvic floor and our breathing and diaphragm area so there's so many uh, ways that you know good breathing can influence our life in a positive way yeah, definitely. And I think there you mentioned that connection to the pelvic floor. And I think a lot of us are unaware of the relationship between how we breathe and our pelvic floor maybe not being um, as intact as we might like it. Yeah, it's true yeah. because our, our pelvic floor actually is like a little mini diaphragm. So, you know, the diaphragm that moves when we breathe, you know, it allows the air to fill in our lungs. Uh, that uh, The pelvic floor also uh, 
has to move to allow that space. It's kind of like imagine filling up a, a balloon. You know, once you fill up that balloon, you have to expand. So the pelvic floor moves with our breathing. So as we breathe in, it lowers. As we breathe out, it lifts. It's this kind of tandem moving with our, with our diaphragm. So it's incredible how the breathing, when we calm the breath, you know, and uh, control our breath a little more, uh, affects everything, even in our pelvic floor. Yeah, and you reminded me there, Emma, of a mindfulness practice that I teach, which is three di- diaphragmatic breathings, because we have a small diaphragm also in our in our throat area. And although we're much more aware of the bigger diaphragm by the sheer size of the muscle, if we tune in, we can actually be able to feel all three of those diaphragms expanding and contracting. And it's, yes, very calming, but it has a physiological effect so true you're exactly right yeah so talk a bit more we mentioned their fascia and obviously people may not even be aware what fascia are so maybe we'll start yeah good idea yeah i like to describe it uh, a couple of ways so to give you a bit of uh, um an analogy the chicken you know if sorry if anyone is vegetarian but if you have a piece of chicken or steak uh you see the stringy bits in uh you know when you peel maybe off a piece of the meat it has a bit of white stringy tissuey area attached in the chicken or you may see in the red meat the the little lines of of white threads tissuey bits through the the red meat that is actually the fascia and it runs throughout the whole body for for us from top of the head to the toes and it's kind of like a netting if you like a a weaving of this tissue throughout the muscles throughout uh you know the joints everywhere uh running through the tendons and ligaments sort of areas and so this fascia uh, is affected in in everyday life, just as our muscles are. For example, if our muscles get tight and stiff, uh, you know the fascia can also be the same. So they're kind of interrelated, and we have fascial what we call fascial lines running throughout our body. Uh, one of them is through the pelvic floor. So for women uh, who want to strengthen the pelvic floor, which is often what a lot of people teach to do or believe they need to do um, it, it's also just as important to uh, release the pelvic floor so we don't want to create too much tightness we also want to create a supple pelvic floor so often what I teach to my clients is a kind of a releasing of the pelvic floor before they strengthen. Uh, For example, one way you can do that is to sit on a ball, uh, like something like a a play ball or uh, something that's a little bit firm, but not too firm, not like a tennis ball. You can even get to that point. Maybe you don't want to start with that. But if you sit on a ball in the area between pubic bone and, and, and anus area, then if you sit there, on a ball you will actually be releasing the fascia in the pelvic floor area Uh, it's quite simple you can even do it for five minutes and then the there is uh, more if you like elasticity there is more um, mobility in that area you can then strengthen and you get a, a kind of get better results if you like so it's important that the the pelvic floor is strong yet supple That sounds so logical. And in fact, today there was a post on social media where somebody had talked about, 
you know, softening and releasing the pelvic floor. And people are going, what do you mean? I thought we were just supposed to tighten it. But Emma, there you have just beautifully explained the reasons why, because obviously we're relaxing, so we can tighten. Whereas if you're starting from a tight point, it's harder to to tighten That's true. That is so true. And if you imagine... um Another analogy I like to give, you you imagine you're carrying your groceries in one arm and you've got that bicep muscle squeezing tight the whole time. It's going to fatigue. So it's like you can't, it's like the pelvic floor. You can't, it's another muscle. You can't walk around with it squeezing constantly all the time. It's going to fatigue. So it's important that we uh, strengthen and release we are strengthening and releasing, and that way it's a little bit more functional. It's actually what the pelvic floor does in everyday life because we wouldn't walk around with it squeezing all the time. Yeah. No, and then we'd be zipped up all the time, which is quite quite hard to do. And similarly, other forms, I mean, yoga and Pilates as well do release other fascia, don't they, in the body? Exactly. So when we are doing those movements in yoga where we are reaching away we're we're feeling like we're stretching the body we're holding certain poses we are releasing the fascia throughout the whole body Uh, similarly in pilates when we have the feeling of reaching away we're always feeling lengthening Uh, we are getting that stretch and it's interesting uh, the fascia actually every night we go to sleep It sort of shortens and tightens up, if you like. So every morning we wake up, we are getting up with a little bit more tightness in that fascia, if tightness is the best word to use. But so it's interesting, you wake up in the morning, you feel a little bit stiff. It's often through not moving that our fascia does change during the night. So it's really good in the morning to do some stretches and to get that fascia releasing because it does accumulate over the years uh if we don't keep releasing that yeah and it's one of the things i suppose why we end up feeling a bit creaky and less flexible especially if we don't absolutely absolutely and then when we do become you know creaky and and we get stiff this is when you know we're we're not going to as easily recover if we get an injury or we get we are more prone to injury so the more we can stay flexible and supple the less chance that we are going to be injured so these are all great things to remember uh you know why we're doing these kind of exercises i always like to come back to why it's really so that we can make sure our life is as best as it can be you know it's not uh it's less injuries it's if we do happen to fall then we fall and we can tumble this is what pilates is great to teach us you know we do a lot of rolling around on the mat and that's exactly what will help us if we happen to fall one day we're going to roll we're not just going to (laughs) plonk Yes, and I, having had a fallout here with my dog the other day, I was very grateful because I fell quite gracefully rather than there just, you, you know, there you go and, exactly and got up. This is and it. I, yeah. and well I got done. Up, got up. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. I got up and... Yeah, and my husband kind of looked, oh, you've fallen. I said, yes, but I didn't hurt myself because I just kind of rolled and and got up and thought, well, that was a bit unnecessary, but there we are. She pulled away too fast and there's nothing I can do with her when she does that. But it is important, that flexibility, because we are more prone to trips and falls as we get older. We want to be flexible to bend down and pick up our grandkids. Absolutely. It's so important to still be mobile and, yeah, to play with the grandkids and, yeah, to to know the limitations of our body. And, and the more we're doing the Pilates moves, which is bending down, picking, you know, like like we would be bending down, picking things up, that's what we do in Pilates. We're, we're stretching forward. We're, you know, arching backwards. We're doing all those kind of movements, same in yoga as well, and it just makes everyday life movements so much easier and we're doing it from the core all the time so that the the central body is strong isn't it Emma all the time we're staying kind of within balance and obviously if that core is strong we're less likely to trip to fall exactly it's it's a ripple effect you know reaching for something in the cupboard you are more likely to put the shoulder in the right position rather than you know push it out of alignment as you're doing some kind of movement or if you're in the garden doing your gardening you're more likely to be moving from the right way exactly what you say from the center Uh, so you'll be more efficient as well in your movements yes and we build a lot of bone strength don't we as well as and muscle strength from doing yoga and absolutely so there's a lot of weight bearing elements there are planks which you know are, are a, a big part of the both practices uh there are you know lifting forward movements lifting backward movements so you are working the bones and the muscles in different ways so it's not i love the gym and i love doing weights but it can sometimes you know be the same unless you've got you know some knowledge on on different movements to do but in pilates and yoga you do get a lot more variation in the movements so it's it's fantastic for the bones uh, and to prevent osteoporosis oh absolutely 
how does somebody even get started in this space? They're hearing you talking here, Emma, and they're kind of like, wow, that sounds fantastic, but how do we even get going? Where do we yeah, start? Yeah, and a good question. Often people think they have to be flexible to start, but in fact, this is the opposite. You don't have to be, and it's uh, what's going to help you get flexible. Uh, It's definitely a practice for everybody. Uh, If you have maybe gone to a class that doesn't feel or a session that doesn't feel right for your level, don't give up um, because there is a version for you, and I think that's an important thing to note. Uh, There are different, very different types Uh, many different types, sorry, and variations of both Pilates and yoga. So it's a matter of finding the right one for you. Uh, You can either start in a studio, you can start uh, ideally one-to-one is the ultimate. Uh, It's not as as cheap, obviously, as doing group classes, um, but that's the ultimate. But you can even start online. I have a lot of uh, clients online who are part of my membership. And uh, it's sometimes often a a misconception that you can't start something like this online because you don't have anyone there to check you. But if you uh, if you start steady and, and slow and you don't rush through the process, then it's completely fine. And I have a lot of uh, members who have been brand new and have seen incredible results and are amazing. So you can. there's many ways to get started as long as you make sure you start from the beginning and not rush through to get to you know a, a level that you're not ready for too quickly yeah I think that's true because I think some of the moves can be really very complicated can't they Emma I mean you can really have to uh, (laughs) how can I say strain and and you think wow I can't do this but you don't have to do planks up on your feet initially and things exactly not at all you can do you know modifications and that's the great part about uh you know pilates you can modify and it's perfect for all ages for all levels one of my clients actually i didn't know i have a lot of ladies in uh their 70s actually in my in my online program one lady told me just yesterday i didn't even know she was 70 79 she's doing all sorts of yoga not just with me but other yeah yoga pilates she does all my challenges and i had no idea she's she's such an inspiration yeah so definitely open to all levels because you can modify as long as you learn what you're capable of and my the most important thing i try and teach my clients is to listen to their body so always know when something doesn't feel right you are your best teacher and to always listen to your body that's your guide uh, rather than listen to the instructor sometimes if your little intuition is telling you oh this doesn't feel right for me maybe I should stop you always listen to that you never want to 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 force it unless you feel comfortable so yeah there's always ways to modify that's really really important actually and if someone said to you well I'd love to do yoga or pilates but all the classes are an hour how do we get over that time poor mentality? Yes, this is a big thing that we talk about a lot in my uh, program with my members. We do sometimes five, 10, 15 minute workouts. And I really reiterate that this is just as good for you as doing an hour. There is a lot of benefit in doing small increments. Uh, and I, I know you're aware of this. This is so important, you know, in so many facets of our life that little bits add up and they make big changes in the end. So you never have to worry about 
not having to fit in a full hour's workout, 5, 10, 15 minutes is a really great start uh, to build up. I know I've just recovered from COVID a couple of months ago and even myself, I'm slowly building up. I'm only doing half hour sessions. You know, it's it started little and it's building up. So we all go through those moments where we can do more and other moments we can do less. So yeah, definitely. And that's I think that's quite inspirational. And I think that's part of an ongoing trend now to do less um, but more effective training. It is. And then just to build that habit because we as humans like to feel that we you know, do a good job and we're rewarded when we complete something. So if we complete a 10-minute workout, we're going to feel good. We've actually done something and we're more likely to come back tomorrow to, to do another workout. Whereas if we set ourselves an hour's class, we don't feel like we can do the hour, something interrupts us, we don't get finished, we maybe don't feel as good, you know, if we don't complete this, then, uh, you know, we make it a bigger deal to start the next day, perhaps. So if you do build up slowly, if you do reward yourself with, you know, those achievements, uh, then you are more likely to build on onto a strong uh, daily habit. Yeah, and it sounds to me like over and over again, mindset is very important, isn't it? (laughs) Huge, yes. (laughs) Yes. And what if somebody came to you and said, well, I actually am carrying an injury or I have a pelvic floor issue. How do we deal with that? So I have had many injuries myself in the past and just from being very active um, throughout my life. And I've also helped a lot of clients rehabilitate from injury. So I've done a lot of rehabilitation excuse me, rehabilitation on my own body uh, and worked alongside physios and osteos. So uh, in something like Pilates, we can modify, uh, we can use Pilates and and like a clinical style of Pilates to rehabilitate. Uh, So there's always ways around an injury if you have come back from having an injury and you're not completely healed or you need to heal. There are definitely some powerful exercises and techniques you can use to get stronger and improve. Uh, I have knee, hip, shoulder, uh, back all kind of classes, uh, tutorials on how to improve uh, injuries in those areas in my online programs. Um, and in terms of pelvic floor, it's important to uh, not I, what we call bear down in class. So if you have incontinence, if you have prolapse, then it's important to learn how to engage the pelvic floor doing exercise rather than pushing down and what we call bearing down during exercise. So there is definitely techniques to learn and to work to help work around if you have any of those kind of issues. Yeah. And is that good in those sort of instances for someone maybe to work one on one so they get the right? I, and ideally, if you can do that, that's the that's the best. That's ideal. If you if you can get a specific program created for you uh, yet in in saying that I have had amazing success with my online program uh, with uh, pelvic floor um, strengthening and uh, women coming back from giving birth. So what I teach is something that 
is safe for for, for a lot of women to do um, online as well. So yeah, ideally if you can get one to one, and that's not always possible. So there are definitely other ways. Yep. Brilliant. And I think one of the things that you do is also talk a lot about helping people to love their own bodies and find health and happiness. That sounds wonderful, Emma. I mean, how do you feel personally that Pilates and yoga contribute to those things? Definitely. It's, uh, I, I've actually had moments in my life where I I definitely didn't love my body. I punished my body in, in ways of uh, eating disorder. And, and I think just in you know younger life not looking after my body as much as uh, I do now that's for sure and so it is huge I think part of what I preach to my clients or teach <laughs> preach I, I do preach it actually <laughs> I do actually really drive this message home you know because a lot of a lot of my clients uh, when they first start training with me they tend to beat themselves up a little bit don't you know if they haven't done enough training this day or if they haven't done this well um, I'm always teaching them you know this is a process you always need to see the glass glass half full what you've done is an amazing job and we all also focus a lot more on the feeling that the Pilates and yoga gives you rather than uh, the aesthetics if you like obviously we know that it strengthens and tones and and you look amazing from doing these workouts but you uh, also feel incredible and that's the biggest biggest part I always really reiterate that to my clients focus on how you feel after a workout and you will keep coming back that's the key yeah, definitely. And I think if we feel that fuzz, that joy, we're like, oh, yes, I achieved. I feel better. And you're right. Over time, we do build up a sense of a stronger, healthier body. And that makes us happy, too. Absolutely. And and the breathing and the mindfulness and the, the focus, what happens internally. So, you know, we, we're also used to being distracted with our phones, with everything in everyday life. That time when you're actually practicing Pilates and, and yoga, because there is so much to focus on, getting, you know, the moves, getting the body in the right place, uh, connecting the right muscles, you can't, you can't be anywhere else. You, you know, you have to be very focused, very present <laughs> or you get uh, in trouble by your teacher no <laughs> you you actually do you you need to be present for that time so it's an amazing it gives you an amazing outcome uh, with with lasting benefits that go beyond just that moment after the the workout definitely and I think that sense that you come into class you don't have your mobile phone with you you focus for those times it's amazing it's amazing it really is because it's very easy to just spend your life on this social media and never get off it or at work flicking emails so there is that side that benefit definitely to yoga and sure is sure is so what would be your top three tips to someone who is listening to this and saying i'm kind of interested okay, what are going to be the top three tips to get me going, to get me started to, and exploring this and taking it on? Yeah, great. I 
like I mentioned earlier, I would strongly advise to choose something that feels right for you. Uh, So there are going to be many different styles. And I think I never realized that when I first got into yoga, I didn't know there were so many styles. I'm thinking, oh, this one I wasn't interested in, so I won't go back. You know, I think understanding that there is, uh, you know, there's something for everybody and it's a matter of finding what's right for you. So don't give up after the first attempt and don't think that it's you know not for you because there will be something. Uh, and also I think choose the instructor that you gravitate to because again, it can be a very different experience with one instructor than another. And, and it may be that they're still teaching the same things, but they may explain it in a different way. And I think we can learn something from every instructor. Uh, Everyone has their own way of teaching things, but same way, gravitate to who, you know, fits for you at that time. Uh, And I think just, you know, grab little bits at a time, like give yourself the time to get strong. Don't, don't expect it to happen immediately because it is a journey. So be patient with yourself. Yeah, those are great, great tips. And I think I could only say that that's the same. Yoga is full of different types and styles. Some are harder than others. Some of them are more physical than others. And the same with Pilates. There's a big difference between going to a mat class to going to reformer class and trying the, definitely trying those out or maybe weaving them all in together. And yeah, you have to gravitate. You have to like your instructor because otherwise you're never really going to take those messages on board. So I love those tips, Emma. So where can people find out more about your programs and the work? So I'm teaching mostly online now. I'm I'm based in Malaysia, so uh, I do teach some face-to-face classes, but I do teach a lot online. And I can be found at ePilates, E for Emma, uh, or electronic, ePilatesOnline.com. My programs are for women and I do have a couple of guys in my sessions but I focus mainly on helping women uh, we have an amazing uh, program that's basically my online studio it's called the core fit club and I have women from the age of 20 right through 18 I think my youngest lady is maybe she's 20 now but right through like I said to 79 uh, in this incredible community of supportive um, women and a couple of guys and we Uh, We do different classes every month, uh, different tutorials, and I provide a calendar for the clients so they don't have to think about what classes to choose. Um, I give them a laid out calendar every month to follow. Uh, So it's a really fun environment to get get started. Um, But I also help women pre and postnatal as well. So I have a program for postpartum women, which is also the same program to help improve improve and strengthen the pelvic floor uh, and also prenatal online program that is wonderful emma and we are going to put that all of that into the show notes so that people can connect with you and i would say definitely follow emma on instagram 
where your ePilates Yes, online. that's it. Instagram ePilates online and Facebook ePilates online as well. Thank you. That that's wonderful. I appreciate that. I would love to hear from anyone. We actually do have quite a few free um, Pilates programs and classes available. So anytime you head to my Instagram or my website, you can jump on and sign up to get some free classes to be sent to you to try at home. Um, definitely would love to to teach you. That is fantastic, Emma. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing passion around these two brilliant ways of building strength, flexibility at whatever age. Love that. Thank you so much. Love chatting to you, Clarissa. Keep up the great training. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>